Hey guys, it's Dylan here with Stream Dreams, and today I'm going to be talking to you about what is Twitch. Now, I know this seems like a weird question to ask, what is Twitch? Because if you're here, that means you're a streamer on Twitch who wants to grow. And if you're a streamer on Twitch, well, you better know what Twitch is. But not a lot of people do, or at least not a lot of people understand, like, the platform that it's built on. And why it was created and how the platform actually works and i think that's an important thing an important base to understand if you're going to be streaming on twitch but before i can even start talking about twitch i have to start talking to you about the original company justin tv justin tv was a company that started out in 2007 it was created by a man named justin can so it was, it was his TV. It was Justin TV. And the idea was he created this, and it was Justin TV. It was a 24-7 live broadcast of Justin Can's life. That's, I mean, or Justin Khan. But it was his, his life. And that's all Justin TV was. It was... Justin TV. Like, there's no other way to explain that. Um, as it as it started to grow and more people started to broadcast on Justin TV, he eventually stepped down from broadcasting but continued to allow the platform to grow. Um, it wasn't until 2014 that uh, Twitch TV and Justin TV's parent company was rebranded as Twitch interactive and Justin TV was shut down on August 5th 2014 just three years after the creation of Twitch so Twitch was founded in 2011 the idea of Twitch was to be kind of a they described it as sort of a spin-off um, to Justin TV the reason being is Justin TV was more of a general broadcasting kind of vlogging site. Twitch TV was more focused toward video game live streaming. And seeing the interest that had grown over the years in the early 2000s in, in like videotaping video games and because YouTube had a lot of people put their video games on YouTube. And so Justin Kong was like, hey, what if we make a platform specifically for live broadcasting video games? It's what everybody wants. So he did that. Um, and Justin TV ended up losing its popularity. So just three years after the creation of Twitch, Justin TV shut down. And in just four short years, after the creation of Twitch, Twitch had already had more than 1.5 million broadcasters and 100 million viewers per month. Um, it's been reported that as of May 18, there are now 2.2 million broadcasters and 15 million daily active users. With around a million concurrent users. So a million people are using Twitch at the same time at any given time with 
15 million using the site per day, which is insane how how much Twitch has blown up just over the short years. So let's kind of go over a little history of Twitch and the fall of Justin TV and kind of all that good stuff. So there were different categories to Justin TV depending on how you wanted to um, go about um, streaming. And their most popular category, not surprisingly, was the gaming category. Um, I mean, and it grew ridiculous. Most users on Justin TV streamed video games. That's just how it was. So they decided to create a platform in which the main focus was video games. But of course, they didn't draw away to what Justin TV had originally been built for, which was the live streaming, vlogging type deal. Just chatting is a very popular category on Twitch. So they kept different aspects of that. Now we flash forward to 2013. Twitch is dominating the esports platform. I mean, it still is to this day. But the idea was that in 2013, there was almost no competition to Twitch. Twitch had no competition. I mean, there was owned TV, but that shut down and that shut down in 2013. So Dailymotion and YouTube both kind of started to step up to be that competitor to Twitch, to see that there is money to be made in this business, in the esports business. Now, who the hell streams on Dailymotion? <laughs> I know, I don't know anybody who streams on Dailymotion. But YouTube was the biggest competitor to Twitch. Again, Justin TV was a competitor to YouTube. And now YouTube, in turn, is now a competitor to Twitch. So YouTube launched YouTube Gaming. At first, it wasn't all that popular. It has since grown, and, I mean, a lot of people stream on YouTube Gaming. Facebook came into the scope to be a competitor. Mixer was created to be a direct competitor. And... I mean, for a while, they had a monopoly on this industry because they were the only ones that were doing it. And still to this day, to this day, February 28th, 2019, as of this taping, Twitch is still the leading esports streaming service out there. Undisputed. Now, they don't have the monopoly that they... They don't have the near monopoly that they did back in 2013 with the expansion of YouTube Gaming and Mixer and Facebook Gaming, but they still dominate. Now, 2014 was probably the year that really shaped the future of Twitch. 2014 was a huge year. So on February 10th, 2014, Justin TV Incorporated, the parent company to Twitch TV, was renamed to Twitch Interactive because they 
wanted to reflect the popularity in Twitch versus Justin TV. And then this eventually led to the shutdown of Justin TV. Later in that same month, um, or not later in the same month, it was like the same like week, um, there was a stream, very popular, one of their most popular streams to this day, known as Twitch Plays Pokemon, which was a crowdsource, which was a crowdsource, which was a crowdsource attempt, um, or was, because it was Pokemon Red, um, that they played, and it was an attempt to play Pokemon Red using a system translating chat commands into game controls, and it just went viral. By February 17th, the channel had over 6.5 million total views, an average concurrent viewership of about 65,000 viewers, with at least 10% participating and playing along with the game. One of the biggest, probably, controversies of 2014 was in May, when Google tried to acquire Twitch TV instead of competing with them. And it was to the tune of about a billion dollars. Can you believe Twitch said no to a billion dollars? It's a good thing they did. Flash forward to August 2014, when Justin TV ceased operations and broke down. And it was, I mean, it was dead. Justin TV died. And it was a sad day. No, it wasn't because everybody was on Twitch. Nobody cared about Justin TV at that point because everyone was on Twitch. And we talk about they turned down Google's offer to buy them out, uh, which is funny because Amazon bought them out that same year for only $970 million. It was about August 25th, 2014. They acquired Twitch for $970 million versus a billion dollars to Google. So, yeah. Whoopsies. But I think that just goes to the whole scope of Twitch and YouTube and the competition that exists there and has existed there since the creation of both Justin TV and YouTube, that they didn't want to work with Google that bad that they turned down a $1 billion offer and then went to Amazon for $970 million for less than a billion. So it's just, it just, yeah, it's interesting to see that, how they hate YouTube. Twitch hates YouTube so much. Now, one thing Twitch has always been bad about, <laughs> back in 2014 and even to this day, is communicating with their community. Um, one of probably the biggest controversies of that year between the Google and the Amazon acquisition and the YouTube gaming competition and the Pokemon, or Twitch plays Pokemon, and the, you know, the destruction of Justin TV was the major changes that they made 
without entirely letting people know. It was a real problem. So the biggest change, and you probably don't even know this, but prior to 2014, prior to August of 2014, you could save your streams indefinitely. So if your first stream, like your first stream that you had in 2011, in May of 2014, you could go back and rewatch that stream. The biggest change was that if you were not a partner, you could only get your stream saved for 14 days. If you were a partner, you got 60 days, which again is the kind of similar setup as it is now. Um, I believe it's 14 for affiliates, non-affiliates, and 60 for streamers still to this day. So. Again, that was when that was introduced, and they did a horrible job at letting people know about it. Um, another big thing was their audio recognition system, which nobody's a fan of. I was going to be sarcastic and say everyone's a fan of. Everyone hates it. Basically, if there was any copyrighted audio detected in your live stream, your VOD would mute the 30 minute portion of your video that contained the audio. So it would just mute the entire thing. And it still does. It just mutes the whole thing. And it defeats the purpose of even having the VOD. Because it's muted. Um, and you know, it might not have been the controversy that it was if they had communicated to the community about it. If they had let them know that changes were coming due to technological restrictions and, you know, limited resources that this was going to happen. That might have been okay. People might have been okay with that. Uh, so doing it kind of just out of the blue, without warning, really pissed people off for good reason. So now we flash forward to the fallout of the Google deal. Um, there was reports that Google was the one to back out of it. There were reports that Twitch was the one to back out of it. Well, I mean, we'll never really know the truth as to the Google deal. I personally believe Twitch hated YouTube so much that they backed out of the deal. But the same can be said about Google's antitrust. Uh in Twitch and the whole, again, it was the whole YouTube Twitch controversy that really broke down the Google deal. Broke down the Google deal. God, try to say that five times fast. So it allowed Amazon to swoop in and steal the show and buy out Twitch on August 25th, 2014 for $970 million. And that was still not the end <laughs> of the, um, that was still not the end of their whole 2014 debacle. Because in De on December 9th, 2014, Twitch announced that it had acquired Good Game Agency, um, which owns the esports teams, both Evil Geniuses and Alliance. And so Twitch had acquired that 
company in 2014. Finally, that was the end of 2014 and their whole um, drama, the 2014 drama of Twitch. It was a fun year for Twitch, 2014. They learned absolutely nothing from 2014 because they still make a lot of the same mistakes. But that's beside the point. So now we flash forward to 2016. Twitch continues to do everything it was doing. And then 2016 is when bits were introduced. Sharing and bits were introduced to Twitch. Which was revolutionary to Twitch. Because everybody loves sharing on Twitch channels. And that was in 2016. June of 2016 they introduced that. And people lost their minds. It was awesome. And then, later in 2016, they also announced Twitch Prime, which was an add-on to Amazon Prime, which included advertising free streaming um, and monthly offers on free add-on content. It does not include advertising free streaming anymore. Um, but it still has the game link. Which is cool. So they still have the Prime link. And Game Discounts um, was another kind of feature to that. Then in December, they introduced their chat moderation tool. Their semi-automated chat moderation tool, which nobody really uses because it's awful. And... It times people out for the dumbest reasons. And again, it's it's automated, so it's it's pretty stupid. And nobody nobody really uses it. They always use their own moderation systems like Nightbot. Um, I use Botissimo and actual human moderators. Because a robot's not going to tell me, you know. A robot's not going to follow my orders as to what I allow in my stream and what I don't. Especially because it can usually be a case-by-case -case basis, and robots are the, the system doesn't have emotion. So it can't process, it can't process emotion. So it can't make an emotional decision that a human moderator could. Or that a streamer could. And that's why it just was dead in the water. And then, in June of 2017, Twitch and Blizzard signed a two-year deal to be for Twitch to be the exclusive streaming broadcaster of Blizzard Esports Championship events, which include World of Warcraft, Overwatch League. That was probably the biggest one. Well, I want to say Esports because you can't really create an Esport of World of Warcraft, but Overwatch League was the biggest one, and... Um, Twitch is the exclusive streaming broadcaster of Overwatch League. So the only place you can watch Overwatch League is on Twitch. And I don't know if they have renewed this deal or not, but it expires this year. So chances are they will, you know, renew that. 
And um, August of last year, Twitch announced that it was no longer offering advertising-free um, access to Amazon Prime members. So you used to be able to stream without advertisements. Then they changed that August 20th of last year. They changed that to where it would no longer allow that. And um, you would have to have an individual channel subscription. Someone would have to subscribe to your channel to get the advertising free streaming. Or you'd have to have a Twitch Turbo subscription. Which Twitch Turbo isn't that popular. Nobody cares about Twitch Turbo. Um, and so it was September 14th that it ended for new streamers. So basically, if you signed up for Twitch on September 13th, you had advertising free streaming until the end of October. Basically, yeah. Another thing they introduced last year was Amazon Blacksmith. Amazon Blacksmith allows, is a, um, it's a panel extension that allows you broadcasters to display different products associated with their stream. And when people go through the Amazon Blacksmith and buy those items, you actually receive a profit from it. I will create a whole thing about Amazon Blacksmith and go into that. Um, I won't go into it today because Amazon Blacksmith is so cool and I definitely want to talk about Amazon Blacksmith. So that's kind of um, the basics of Twitch. Um, aside from, well, I guess I didn't really talk about the affiliate program, which started in April of 2017, um, which allowed, you know, because up until that point between the creation of the partner program in 2011 and the creation of the affiliate program in 2017, partners were the only one who could make money from their streaming, making it very hard to be a full-time streamer. The affiliate program paved the way. It was revolutionary. It paved the way for people to take that next step and build a brand on Twitch to be able to full-time stream without losing a ton of money in the process, which is really cool. And it was, I mean, yeah, it was huge. It was huge when the affiliate program first started. It was the biggest talk of Twitch was the affiliate program. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's much more to say about Twitch. I guess TwitchCon happens every year. That's a thing. Um, I'm waiting for them to announce TwitchCon this year. Uh, for 2019, they have they have TwitchCon Europe, which is the first TwitchCon Europe. It's going to be in Germany. Um, and I believe TwitchCon 2019 will be in San Diego again. I believe it'll be, yeah, it'll be at the San Diego Convention Center, September 27th through the 29th. So I'm waiting for tickets to go on sale so I can go to TwitchCon 2019 because I definitely can't afford to go to TwitchCon Europe. No way. 
Well, thank you guys for listening in to this podcast. I hope it wasn't too long for anybody. Oh my god, it was 24 minutes. That was bad. That's okay, it's a podcast, right? They're always like 30 minutes long anyway. So thank you guys for listening. Um, I still don't know what I'm going to cover in my next podcast. Probably something along the lines of starting a stream or something like that. It's, I mean, I'm going to hit the basics in this first kind of series on this podcast. So I'm Dylan. And this is Stream Dreams. Thanks for listening.